Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. everybody to episode 55 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Grant Razorcrest Youngsma. Say hello Grant. Hello. We're um, doing this over Zoom so there's maybe going to be some slight delays. Yeah. So uh Razorcrest. Yeah. We'll, we'll get Rest there. in peace. Dude, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, and we have a returning guest this week, Caitlin Oh My Garland Youngsma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good to have you back, Caitlin. We always love having you on the show. Thanks, Phil. You're, oh. you're a lot of fun. And we get to talk about your favorite TV show. <laughs> yeah, Hold used on. to be. Yeah, we, we will get to it. We will talk to... Uh, so, yeah, that's a good transition into what we're talking about today. So we're talking about The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 6. There's going to be a lot to discuss today. We'll try to keep it uh, short because we got to also talk about our movie of the week um, this week, which is Noel. We took a week off from talking about movies last week, and Grant couldn't join us either. And so we did the whole episode about Mandalorian, but we're back doing uh, another two for episode doing Mandalorian and a movie. And that movie is Noel. So we will do them in that order. We'll do Mandalorian first and Noel second. If you're just here for Noel, which I, you know, why wouldn't you be here uh, for just Noel? Um, you can, you know, fast forward to about halfway through the episode and, and find that discussion. Or if you want to listen to both, just uh, keep on listening. Before we get into the news of the week, um, oh, by the way, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, if you're just joining us. And for some of you, this might be your first ever episode. Uh, we do like to do some news at the beginning of the week. So, um, I, okay, before we get into the discussion, do, do either of you guys know about Gene's Guy? Have you heard about Gene's Guy? Well, it's been all over Facebook. Um, I haven't really read a ton of it, but... I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. So, okay. So basically for people who aren't, aren't following this, the, the story or are just aren't tuned into the Mandalorian at all or never get on Facebook or I guess don't watch, uh, listen to the news or watch or read the news, whatever it's been all over. But like um, basically um, there uh, there's, okay. So when you're filming a show, there's like people that are on the set that are not actually obviously in the mm-hmm. scene, but they're just, you know, holding microphones, um, boom, you know, b- big, huge boom mics or maybe holding a camera wow. or just being ready to be, you know, change out gear on the set or whatever. Like, you know, there's obviously the, there are three actors in the scene, but there's like 30 people on set. So 
that's just typical. But what is not typical is that one of the one of the like stagehand guys or whatever that assists on on set basically got in one of the shots on mm-hmm. Mandalorian, and he's literally just wearing a t-shirt and jeans and wearing a watch on his left hand. <laughs> so he doesn't clearly does not fit into the Mandalorian, let alone Star Wars yeah. universe. And the news from this week is that they have digitally erased him from that episode. He became quite the meme um, and uh, they have erased him from the episode. So you cannot actually see him in the episode. That's that so sad. In. Yeah. His 15 seconds of fame. <laughs> Wait, Phil, have Gone. you actually seen him? Did you actually notice him when you watched it? I did not notice him. It apparently it happens say, very I fast. Yeah, I didn't see it at all. I, apparently a lot of people did see it or else it wouldn't have been, been this huge meme. But um, I've only seen the screenshots of it. That's that's the only reason I know. Mm. So neither of you guys neither of you guys noticed it, I guess. No. No. I mean so, it was all over Facebook, but didn't notice it on the episode. Yeah. So the episode we're referring to is season two, episode four, otherwise known as chapter 12, The Siege. And it's, it's a, you know, I guess spoilers for that episode. You probably have watched it by now, but um, the, uh, let's just say the three, just in case you haven't watched it, the three characters that are uh, in this scene, I think maybe there's four, I can't remember, but in this shot, there's only three characters are Mm -hmm. storming this facility, let's just say. And uh, yeah, in the backgrounds, you can see a, a guy wearing jeans and a t-shirt and he's, it's, it's only like half of his body. Like it's like his left half only. And the mm-hmm. rest of him can't, is out of shot. Uh, he obviously thought he was completely out of shot, but he's not. And um, it went to print that way. Like, I don't, I guess no one editing the show noticed or they didn't care or didn't think other people would notice. And it actually went to print that way. And then the news from this week is that they went back and actually digitally erased him. So, yeah. And some and fifteen people got fired because of it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is I, I don't know. I can't I can't people are so good with Photoshop these days, so I don't I can't tell what's real and what's not sometimes. But um are are they actually gonna release a jeans guy toy? Did you see this? I I saw that there might be a Lego set of it. Yeah. But I I don't I don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. Um, like I, I saw some stuff that looks real. Like it looks like people actually like, um, there's a, there's a, one, one of the things I found is like, uh, Star Wars, the Mandalorian jeans guy. And it looks, it's like a four plus toy. It looks like an action figure basically yeah. of, a, of a guy wearing jeans. And, um, I'm assuming it's fake, but I haven't actually looked into it. So yeah. I mean, crazy. this is America. There's somebody <laughs> out there that would buy this. Yeah. So I just think it's hilarious that it ended up in there. That's like quite literally never happened in, in anything Star Wars before. Yeah. And so it was obviously made headlines. So Yeah, that is funny. But uh, too bad, so sad, Jeans Guy, we barely knew you. And now you're gone. So um, the, only, the only other thing to talk about in news, it's, it's not much of a news story, really. Just I, I think if you're interested, you want to know about it. But um, Mulan, the 2020 remake of Mulan is now available for all Disney Plus subscribers. Uh, yep. so, so yeah, it came out in September, right? First week of, of September. Yeah, was, think, uh, yeah, Labor Day weekend. Okay, yeah, that's right. So it was a three month exclusive. You had to, if you wanted to watch it, you had to be a part of the, what they call premiere Disney premiere and actually pay the, it was, it was 30 bucks 
to watch it mm-hmm. um, on Disney Plus in addition to your subscription. And now that 30 bucks is gone. So if you have, if you're just a plain Jane Disney Plus subscriber, uh, you can watch it for free. Uh, it is available now. So uh, if you've not watched it yet, because you didn't want to pay the 30 bucks, which I totally understand, watch it and then go back and listen to me and Grant's um, discussion about uh, Mulan. Were you on that episode as well, Caitlin? Mulan? I can't remember. Um, I can't. Was I? I don't even remember. I know I watched the movie, but yeah, that's I feel what I was like thinking. I was. Maybe you were I feel like it, I yeah. was. So go, go back and listen to that discussion. I thought we had a really good discussion on what ended up being a great movie. I, a movie yeah. that honestly exceeded even my expectations. So um, definitely go back and listen to that episode. We would have posted that episode the week it came out. So around that first week of, of September, go back and listen to that if you have been holding out to watch it. And I mean, 2020, you're talking about, it's probably one of the top 10 top 25 movies of the year yeah it'll probably be nominated for stuff like i had that conversation yeah. with with coworkers again the other day of like if the oscars come out in february as scheduled with no changes no delays it's going to be interesting like I, it, I mean there's like you know they're going to have like a a comedy category or i don't i don't know what the categories are for oscars anymore mm-hmm. i don't really follow the oscars but you know, a comedy, best comedy, and there's going to be five comedies that came out last year. And guess what? If you release a comedy in 2020, you're nominated because there isn't anything else. So Bill and Ted, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was thinking like, um, you know, a lot, most of the movies you can think of are movies that came out before March because that's when mm-hmm. things got really bad in the States. But like one of those movies was, was, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, bad Boys for Life. So like, <laughs> I mean, that movie wasn't great. It's certainly not Oscar worthy, but Will Smith, <laughs> best actor. Yeah, in its in its genre, I mean, it's kind of it. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. So, but yeah, Mulan definitely, I would say, is going to be nominated for something because it's a great yeah. movie, and there's not a lot of competition out there. So, I, I especially believe, like with like graphics and stuff. They should rack up a lot of awards. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really, really good. So, yeah, definitely check out our discussion on that after you watch the movie. I think you'll you'll have a good time with that. So, all right. Well, I think it is Mandalorian time, season two, episode six. Uh, we are going to spoil this episode. If you're, if you're, like, this is your first ever episode and you weren't sure if we were just going to, like, review the episode, typically we don't. We just go straight into spoilers. Obviously, we're going to talk about our thoughts about the episode, but we're going to do it in a spoiler way. So if you've not l- watched the episode, this is your chance to hit the fast-forward button and jump to Noel or just, you know, hit pause and come back later after you watch Mandalorian. It's, it's, not, it's not a long episode. It's half hour maybe. And so mm-hmm. uh, just take the half hour, watch it and then come back. You'll be glad you did. Cause there are some big stuff, big reveals in this episode that we don't want to spoil for you. So now that we are in spoiler territory, guys, what, what, what are your general thoughts on let's start with Caitlin. Let's start with a negative <laughs> Nancy in the room. Uh, what Caitlin, what are your general thoughts on this last episode of I did not like it. <laughs> is there it only made one, me really sad. Is there only one reason that you didn't like it or are there many reasons? Well, I'm not really into all the fighting either, so there was okay. a lot of fighting in this episode. And obviously, I was super depressed that 
He got taken. I almost cried, really. Yeah. Yeah, it was super sad. sad. I I just wanted I, I just want before we get too much into the discussion about him being taken, I just want to make make sure everyone is aware that Jake and I totally called this last week on our episode. We 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 actually even we thought both of us thought that he would get taken at some point during the season. And I can't remember if, if it was me or Jake or both uh, possibly actually called that like he might actually get taken in this episode in episode six. So um, I was not too terribly surprised that they did it, um, but obviously it doesn't make it any less tragic. So obviously the tragedy being the title, it's, you know, it's a big part of the episode. Yeah. At first Grant was like, cause it, you know, his ship gets blown up and they were like, well, he was like, maybe that's just the tragedy that he lost his ship. And, I, and then it, I was like, nope. Yep. Can always get worse. Yeah, it's uh, it's really funny because they're pretty much handling themselves against the stormtroopers pretty easily. Like they're, t- I mean, they're obviously, you know, almost getting shot and, and the man- Mando actually is getting shot directly in the chest. But so they're taking hits, but they're just laying waste to these guys. And you're thinking like, man, they are like, gonna win this battle pretty pretty handily and then it's like a one-two gut punch after that and they just get totally wrecked at the end so Uh anything else you didn't like i know you're not a big fan of the violence but anything else you thought was dumb or cheesy or anything like that no that was about it yeah just baby yoda got taken yeah sad grant he's like the only part i like about the show so yeah (laughs) i knew that was i mean i you're not alone though i think it's not I don't mean to say it's just girls in general, but I know a lot of girls like that literally only watch because of Grogu. So, yeah. By the way, you weren't on, on last week, week's episode, uh, as was Grant, so I haven't got either one of your thoughts, but Grogu, down with the name? I don't like the name. Weird. It is it's, a weird name. It's really random. Yeah. Because isn't there like a, you know, I'm, I've seen all the Star Wars, but I haven't seen like... Uh, Clone Wars and Rebels, and this Yodel is that his name? It's another Yoda type character. Oh, um, you're thinking of um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. Um, I literally just looked it up. Yeah, Yaddle. I think it's I think it's pronounced Yaddle, maybe. Um, but yeah, okay. yeah. So I mean, I I was kind of surprised that it wasn't more like that. I mean, where'd they come up with Grogu? Yeah. I don't know. It is a weird name. I, Jake and I talked about it briefly on last week's episode about, you know, like at one point Yoda was probably a weird name, but mm-hmm. you know, and then we got used to that. So I don't know. I will see if Grogu has the same kind of treatment, but it is definitely a weird name. Yeah. So. But um, as far as I go on this episode, it was wonderful. Um, the action wow. was pretty much nonstop. Um which was fantastic. And uh, I just think uh, Mandalorian as a whole, they've just upped their game. I mean, you go back and look at like season one and I mean, episodes seven and eight of season one and the first one were fantastic. But I mean, this season, there hasn't been off weeks so far. Yeah, it's been I mean, wild. I was kind of down on episode one. But the last five episodes have been phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, I, I like that was my biggest fear after last week's episode is like, how how could they possibly top everything that we saw, like with Ahsoka Tano and 
um, you know, learning the baby's name and dropping Thrawn's name at the end of the episode. Like, I was like, how are they mm-hmm. going to top this? Like, they're they're literally like killing it with this episode. Maybe that's a mistake, you know, for like a middle of the season episode to to you know to fire on all cylinders like they did, and then they followed it up with this episode and like Boba Fett's like back and like it's actually him and he's like has speaking lines and he's like a real character and he's alive and it's like yeah holy cow like they they just keep wanting one upping themselves with every episode so yeah it's pretty yeah intense. and i mean i was sad that uh baby yoda or grogu got taken as well but i mean i knew it would happen either this episode or the next episode yeah because you really haven't heard a ton from Moff Gideon. So, and they had that big reveal about how they placed the tracker on his ship. So you knew that was going to come into play sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was so cool. And Fennec, like, I was not, yeah. I was not anticipating. And that's the, that's what they do. That's what the show does is um, they they take they take okay like you know at some point we know we know we're gonna get boba fett at some point we're gonna get you know hopefully we get boba fett like honestly like even last week's episode jake and i were wondering if we'd even see him this this season like Mm -hmm. he might not come back until season three um to actually have like a speaking role and like an actual like role in in the um in this in the show and um uh then we get Fennec out of nowhere. I was like, that is, that is a character I never thought we would ever see again. Yeah. And all of a sudden, not only is she there, but she's assisting Boba Fett with the, like the events of this episode as a sniper and like actually killing dudes like left and right. I was like, mm-hmm. Holy cow. Like that. I mean, as far as like fan service and getting, giving people what they want to see, I feel like they're, if anything, exceeding expectations, doing more than they even have to. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people thought, that Fennec was dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, mean, I, I wasn't, so it, they're, they're making good on like the payoff of first season. Like I didn't expect them to like they, a lot of people's theories of like those boots. Right. So like the end of, I think it's season one, episode five. Um, okay. Is the one where like, he's in the, like the dunes, the sand of Tatooine and he's getting shot at by this unknown sniper. And obviously, you know, wins and, and kind of sees us of the day there and then leaves her basically for dead kind of like mm-hmm. she's, you know, not in a good way and just seemingly alone. And then we see these boots come up at the very end of the episode and it fades to black and people were like, Oh, those kind of look like, you know, the spurs or the boots or whatever that, that Boba Fett would use. It's probably him, but we don't know for sure. And then it's like, it turns out as we learned from this episode, yeah, it really was him. Like that was, yeah. that was Boba Fett. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, a show sometimes goes where um, season one is just phenomenal, but then there's usually a drop off. And I feel like uh, The Mandalorian has just raised it this season. Yeah. And I mean, I have no, I mean, I have some thoughts of where this season will end, but I mean, I don't there's two episodes left and we're probably not going to get an over an hour episode. So, you know, there's going to be a cliffhanger in this. Oh yeah. Um, let's, I mean, we've already talked, kind of talked about the ending of, of the episode, so we can just insert it here, but what, where do you think the show goes next? I mean, let's, who knows if it's a two parter 
episode. I mean, all the episodes kind of take place not too long after the events of the previous yeah. episode. But it, let's say seven and eight are like a two-part finale, just kind of like what we got last season. Mm-hmm. Where, where do we go from here? I mean, obviously, they're, they're obviously going to go straight for the child and try to get him back yeah. based on how how like he finds Kara and then says, look at this. I mean, I think the most immediate response to that is pretty obvious. Like they're going to go after that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard his name down somewhere. Miggs Mayfield. Yeah. Mayfield. The guy obviously, that they're going to break out or whatever. Which I'm a dummy. I had to look it up. He's he's one of the guys that's in that heist episode. Yeah, in, in season one, we've seen him before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think that's definitely the first step they're going to go with, and they'll get him out. That'll probably be next week. Um, and then oh, that's I think right. he's just, in prison. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I think it'll just set this. I'm not. I mean, they haven't released a runtime for the next one yet. Um, so, I mean, I, I honestly could see it being, they break him out and they're about to just have this all out war with Moff Gideon. And then I could see the episode being over, but then I think one of the biggest questions left to be answered, which I don't know if we'll get it is, is Grogu, which Caitlin will debate this forever, but is Grogu getting attached to the dark side or is there light in Grogu? What do you think, Caitlin? He's not bad. Because Grant was saying that he was, like, choking those people. I'm like, well, yeah, because he knows they're bad guys. So, of course, he's going to defend himself. He's not dark. But Jedi usually don't choke. I'm just saying. Well, he knows that they're bad guys. They're stormtroopers. And he's trying to defend himself. (laughs) what's your take Graham? before i give mine i think there's a very good possibility that he'll he's on the dark side Mm -hmm. i mean i think that it's a lot like the whole anakin struggle but i mean anakin's was with that he couldn't be with padme stuff like that um i think a lot of what grogu has been accustomed to over the over this show is a lot of darkness from Mando. And so, and that last scene with Moff Gideon, there, there's definitely been some history with those two. Yeah. And so I think that uh, Grogu's definitely on the fence on if he wants to be good or if he really does like this darkness. Yeah. I see it's tricky. I, I think I'd probably mostly agree with, with you, Grant. Um, We've seen him do both, though. That's the, and, yeah. and I think I think that just if, if anything, it just you know solidifies your point. But he he healed grief in season mm-hmm. one. That's a a very, a very Jedi thing to do to heal and not not cause harm. And then, but then he's also he choked Kara in season one. He's choking these stormtroopers in season two, and he's clearly like reaching out for the dark saber, which is not a Jedi uh, yeah. weapon and and uh, trying to take it even and possibly even use it against you know Gideon in that moment yeah. and so i think i don't think he's dark side but i think he's definitely tempted to it like most jedi are i mean luke was mm-hmm. ray was but i don't i don't see them ending with him as a dark side sith like at the end of the of the show like i i just don't that would I don't be crazy 
I don't, I, it would be cra- a crazy thing to do and it'd be a very bold thing to do, but I don't think that that's what audience, the audience wants to see. And so ultimately yeah. I doubt that they go that way, but yeah, I, cause I, I think a lot of them, cause I mean, of Kate, Caitlin's a huge benefactor of this. She wants to see Grogu be a cute, the hero type. I don't think yeah. like you're getting, I, I don't think the audience wants to see him be a villain. So I don't think they'll go down that road, but I definitely think he's on the fence. Like all the great Jedi have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think they, they probably end up having him go light side again. It really, honestly, what they're, what they're waiting for is for a Jedi to train him again. I, he, yeah. I know he's already got training when he was on Coruscant and a part of the Jedi order you know, he's already had a lot of that, but obviously his training is not complete and mm-hmm. he needs, he needs more of that. The whole point of putting him on the scene stone is so that they can bring a Jedi who actually will can and will train him. Ahsoka obviously turned it, turned down that offer already. And so whether they're reaching out to, you know, Ezra is a big theory from the rebels show. Mm-hmm. Luke is a theory. I, I don't see that happening, but I mean, you know, Luke, Luke Skywalker is still out there. He could respond to the scene stone thing. Yeah, because it's like right around when he was building his school, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's it's a uh, so. I mean, we know that Luke trains Padawans like younglings and stuff like that after the events of Return of the Jedi. We're not sure exactly when that occurs in the timeline, but it could be right in this wheelhouse, like right right now, uh, where yeah. Mandalorian is. So we, we don't really know. We know there are many Jedi out there, but a lot of them can't train. They're, you know, they're people that aren't wielding the force in a master mm-hmm. kind of way. And so, yeah, it could be, could be Luke. Um, I think it's more likely to be Ezra. I, I, I really think that they can yeah. bring uh, Ezra into live action for the first time. So yeah, it's, boy, it'll be interesting to see if we see that this season. I, I, on last week's episode, I predicted that we would see a Jedi in this season, and now I'm not so sure. I, I th- they definitely teased it with the big scene. Uh, the scene stone was like half of the episode. He was on that yeah. rock for mm-hmm. forever. And so, so I, I almost wonder if they do give us that this season. But like you said, Grant, there's only two episodes left. Like they can only do mm-hmm. so much. And and I'm kind of interested to see um, if um, there's a darker force outside of Moff Gideon. Yeah. I, I don't think it's out of the Well, he mentioned someone else's that. name, didn't he? Like, he was going to, like, contact someone. He was like, tell them that we got the child or something. Wasn't there another name Well, he was he talking said? about the doctor. Yeah, Dr. Pershing. Um, it, oh, okay. it could be... I, I mean, but what Grant's saying isn't without merit. I, I think that it could be Dr. Pershing and Gideon's master. Like, Gideon might yeah. not be the top of the food chain. So I, I could I could totally see Gideon dying in the season finale. Yeah, I I go back and forth on him. I part of me thinks it'd be okay. I'd be totally okay with it if he died. Like I yeah. I feel like he's a cool character, but he doesn't necessarily scream to me like a multi-season character. We've already got no. two seasons with him and I don't I'm not seeing a whole lot of depth in him yet. And if we haven't seen that out of two seasons, I almost wonder if that's on purpose. They don't want us to be super attached to him or like anything about him. Like they might just literally kill him off in a couple episodes. So, yeah, it's kind of, I go back to uh, episode eight of star Wars where they kill off Snoke um, in the last Jedi. Um, That's why I could totally see that um, 
Gideon's time is on the clock and I could definitely see kind of like we saw the return of Palpatine in Rise of the Skywalker. And I could see uh, Gideon's master coming out of the shadows for season three. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. That, I think that just all they need to do in this season is introduce his, his master. We see him for just yeah. a few frames or maybe a, a couple minutes and that's it. That's all we get this season. If you want to know more about his master, you have to tune in for next season. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think definitely, I think they get, I think they get Grogu back before the season is over. Oh yeah. I, 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 think, I think, I agree. I think they're maybe on the run, um, you know, trying to escape, you know, a big, a bigger bad or whatever, but yeah, I, I don't think that the season ends with, with them not in possession of Grogu. I think, I think they'll get him back. So we'll see. That would make Caitlin happy. It would. I would have, it would re it would restore my faith in this show. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the events of the episode a little bit and then, and then we'll move on to, to Noel here. And we'll, we'll give, maybe give this another 10 minutes or so. Um, okay. But so what do you guys want to talk about? Uh, we could talk about Boba Fett and Slave One, which is his ship. I think there's a lot to talk about there. We could talk yeah. about the Scene Stone. Uh, we could talk about the Razor Crest. We, I think we kind of already mentioned it briefly. And we could talk about the Dark Troopers. We haven't talked about those at all. What do you guys want to talk about? Let's start with Boba Fett. Okay. So you guys uh, are young. You guys are super you, – you guys are kids compared to me. You're, you know, I've got 10 years on both of you. So – when I was a kid, Boba Fett was the action figure that everybody wanted. Everyone wanted to know more about this mysterious figure in episodes five and six of the original trilogy. Boba Fett was this guy that like people wanted to keep living, but they obviously killed him off in Return of the Jedi. And everyone for like the last, I mean, I've lived it. I, I was, you know, I was watching these movies in the eighties before you guys were born. And for the last 30 years, more than 30 years, we thought he was dead. And all of a sudden, not only is he alive, but he's, he's kick butt. Like he's, he's literally just oh, yeah. like slaying dudes left and right. And it is awesome from a Star Wars fan. So that's my history with the character and my anticipation for this, but it is literally fulfilling every childhood dream of, of like Star Wars fans from the, from the 1980s to see him in live action again. Yeah. I mean, I was one of those people that, Honestly, didn't think we were going to get Boba Fett, especially since we got Ahsoka Tano last week. I was one of those people that did not think we were going to get Boba Fett until season three. Yeah. Um, we had that nice little reveal in, was it episode one, right? Yes. At the very end, yep. Yeah. Um, and I honestly did not think we were going to, I thought there might be like a reveal at the end of the season but I did not think we would get uh, Boba Fett the way we did in this episode. And it was magnificent. I mean, he showed up um, and he didn't miss a beat whatsoever. And I mean, it would be crazy to like go through and like tally, like how many stormtroopers each person took out because I mean, they destroyed the stormtroopers and it was crazy. And I thought it was awesome that he was reunited with his uh, with his armor. Um, you definitely knew it was coming as soon as he saw the Razor Crest and nobody was there. You knew it was coming. But yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was well done. 
Yeah, he was even before he got his armor, he was still racking up a pretty good body count. Like, yeah. he, I, I had to look it up because I didn't know what it was, but he had that. It's called a gaffy stick, apparently. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's something. It's I don't know if it's like a farming implement or or maybe like. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like to me. It, it was either that or something that you would use to like prod animals or something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. what its purpose is, but he was like smashing their faces in like with yeah. this thing. And it, like there were shards, there were like pieces of like white stormtrooper armor that were just flying off of their bodies and their heads. And I was like, man, this is violence. Like it yeah. was crazy to see him do that. And he did it Legit. more than once. Oh yeah. But yeah, like you said, once he got the armor, it was just like, this thing's over, dude. Like he has so many freaking weapons on that thing. There were weapons that were coming off of his, his like knee pads. Like, it was yeah. like, like any part of his body that could contain a weapon had a weapon on it. And, and then um, the rocket at the dude. end, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> and it was so, that line was one of the funniest. It was like one of the lines that I laughed at the hardest in the episode. There weren't, weren't a ton of laughs on this episode, but yeah. like <laughs> even, even Mando has to go, Wow, nice shot. And he's like, yeah. I was aiming I was aiming for the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because he, he fires one rocket. He only has one rocket in that in that chamber, but like he fires off one rocket, it hits the one ship that's escaping, and that ship like crashes into the other ship and both end up going down. It was so cool to watch. So yeah. But yeah. And I mean he made a great return. And it was cool to see him so honorable, like in the in the movie the only other time we've seen him unless you want to count the star wars holiday special that's a totally different discussion (laughs) but the only time we've really seen him is in five and six of the original trilogy Mm -hmm. and in that in those movies he's not a good guy he's not he's not empire he's getting paid he's just working for a buck but he is obviously an enemy to han solo and luke and these guys and so I wasn't quite sure what we would get from him from an, like a honor standpoint. Like there's seemingly no honor amongst thieves. And yeah. yet at the end of the episode, they're like, I've got the armor. I could just get out of here and just leave you, you know, dust you on this, on this planet basically. But he says that wasn't our deal. Our deal was that the child would, and you would be safe and the child's not safe. We're in your debt. We're going to help you get him back. And I thought that yeah. was really cool. I mean, it just, uh, I mean, looking forward as well. I mean, the team that Mando's going to put together is yeah. going to be legit. Because, I mean, I still think you'll get Bo-Katan and her army. And then, That'd be awesome. I mean, with Ahsoka Tano now, and then Boba Fett. I mean, you're talking about a legitimate army if it all comes to fruition, which would be amazing. Yeah, and M- Migs Mayfield is like a sharpshooter in Cara yeah. Dune. But they, you know, it's a little nebulous on Grief, like if, if he'll join them or not. But, you know, you could have Grief Karga shooting shooting dudes. Um, so, yeah, the, to the budget on this season has got to be insane compared to the first yeah. season. So um, we got to talk, talk briefly about the Razor Crest, dude. I, so I have, I have a coworker <laughs> that literally just – he loves the razor crest so so much and he uh so we have like some 3 3d printers at work at o- at OTs. i work at a college and mm-hmm. he literally this week had a razor crest model 3d printed and he has it he put it on his desk the day before this season episode or this episode aired and then the razor crest literally got 
blown to atoms, man. Like there's nothing left of that thing. And I like, I had to, I watched it separately from him and I had to message him after I knew he had already seen the episode. I was like, I was like, dude, you literally just print 3D printed that razor cast. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gone, dude. And it's not coming back. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe they did that. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, it, that, 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 that shit, the razor cast has become an icon of this, of this whole TV series. Yeah, I can't believe that that happened. I mean, it just, because I mean, like you, we were talking about already. I mean, then at that point, Mando is pretty much at Boba Fett's mercy because he doesn't have a ship. Yeah, yeah, it's it's good that they had honor because they literally could have just left him alone on Typhoon. Yeah, um, and then the the Dark Troopers. Um, what would you think of those things? I guess they're like droids, kind of. Yeah, that's what it kind of looked like. Um, I would have liked to see him a little bit in combat, but obviously that I'm sure we'll get combat oh, we with them. Before we this definitely will see them. season's yeah. over, but um, they look pretty legit. Um, I mean, of course, they weren't going to take a shot with uh, Grogu because they don't want right. to harm Grogu at all. So um, I think they definitely made a nice entry, and I'm definitely interested to see what they are like come combat wise. Yeah. Uh, I guess the, I was reading up on, on them a little bit. I guess the Dark Troopers are like like an organic hybrid, like an or, organic droid hybrid. Like they're not fully okay. droid, but they're not also not fully human. And But we pretty much only saw like the droid part of them. So I'm interested to, to see if we learned anything more about them or if they're basically just an enemy to shoot down. But yeah, yeah it, it was cool. I, I definitely, we definitely were left wanting more of them, like to see them actually fight, you know. Yeah, so. after the stormtroopers absolutely just get demolished left and right. Um, yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be nice to get a new uh, army per se. Yeah, to see if they offer a little bit more resistance than the stormtroopers have in this show. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of unanswered questions even at the end of the season. Like, oh, you yeah. know, how did With how did Boba, how, how did Boba Fett survive the Sarlacc? Uh, did he get eaten by that? that crate dragon <laughs> from episode <laughs> one or not. Um, and he escaped somehow that way. Uh, how did he get slave one back his ship? That's that iconic ship from five episodes, five and six of star Wars, you know, it, it's back and he's, you know, flying it across the galaxy again. It's, it's, it's cool just to see it at all. And they're going to be writing in it in the next episode. So that's going to be cool to watch. So yeah, lots of cool stuff. It was a really good episode. It was yeah. short, but like it was packed, like packed with stuff. Yeah, I want to say uh, I read somewhere that it for sure was the shortest episode in season two. And okay. I'm pretty sure I read that it was the shortest episode in the whole show so far. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's even right. Even with the credits, I think it. Like, if you watch the whole credits, I think it clocked in at, like, 33 minutes and, like, 50 seconds. Yeah, so that so means like, it's less, less than a half hour for actual content. Yeah, it was, like, we got, like, 28 minutes or so, I would say. Yeah, and honestly, they, they do that recap at the beginning, too, which isn't new content. So, yeah, yeah it's, it was a really short one. Um, I really liked the scene stone a lot. I, I Oh, yeah. We didn't, we didn't learn a lot from it, except that we saw... 
Grogu like in a trance state, like he's communicating almost across the galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically like this, you know, communication device. It seems like, but yeah, to watch to watch um, Mando Dinjarin like try to approach Grogu. He did it three times. Like he he tried to like break through that like blue force flame like force field that was all around him, and that visually was really cool to watch. But it was also oh, yeah. neat from a from a uh, force kind of standpoint because we've not really seen a manifestation of the of what you assume is the force around mm-hmm. somebody like that like a like a force field and it was it was cool like i it looked awesome but it was like the implications that were really neat too yeah so. i mean it'll i mean i thought that i mean it's the first time we've really seen the scene stone and at least in mandalorian and star wars um so I mean I thought that was really cool. Um obviously the um big question we're looking for now is is somebody going to reach out to him and answer the call? Yeah. Boy, I hope he's I Did hope they we, find I, him. Does the Jedi just know where he's at? Yeah, that's a good point. Like if nobody's by the time they actually get to Tython, there's nobody left. Yeah. Do you think they could sense his presence? through the force that we've seen that done we've we've actually seen that like um like there's actually one of the first i think the very first movie that came out in the original star wars there's a part where the the big you know big moment in the first star wars other than the ending of the movie is when um uh leia's planet i'm blanking on the, on the name of her planet gets destroyed by the death star yeah and there's a moment where you they zoom in on on ben on obi-wan kenobi and um he has this moment of of solace like like he's basically like you know lamenting mm-hmm. the death of millions of people and he, he's he he said he has a line i can't quote but it's like you know like you know, I, I heard something like the voice of millions of voices all crying, crying out in unison or something like that. And so they can definitely sense the presence of people and also the death of people through the force. And it would, I think it would probably ultimately come down to how powerful Grogu is that yeah. they can sense his, his force abilities, his, his essence, you know, from a distance type of thing. So yeah. it depends on how far they get, I, I think really, but yeah, none of that I mean, stuff is canon. So in the last trilogy, we got that kind of connection between Ray and Kylo. So, I mean, maybe yeah. we could get something like that with Grogu and whoever yeah. is going to answer the call. But I, I would say that whoever is going to answer the call, I feel like we won't get much from them, which, I mean, in my opinion, and I think that's the best that we don't get much from them in this season and just set it up for season three. Yeah. Kind of like if we find out who Moff Gideon's master is, I think that it's in the best favor of the show to not give much of it and just set it up for a crazy season three. Yeah. Dude, I I think there's a real, like you were saying earlier that that there's a real chance that season three is even better. Like we're just going to completely, I'll do ourselves every season. It's just going to yeah. go up, up, up. 
So they have a huge cast of characters to choose from. A lot, you know, a lot of them die over over a period of time, but there are a lot that are still mm-hmm. alive in this time period, and that they could pull from. My my only hope is that we get a tease at the end of the season for both sides. So who yeah. is the who is Gideon's master that we, we're going to see in season three? Who is Grogu's uh, Jedi trainer? You know, master that is going to we're going to see in season three. So yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... It would, because I mean, I've read a bunch of uh, articles and stuff, and they've talked about Mando training him. And I think at this point, it would kind of be a disappointment. I mean, I don't want the relationship of Mando and Baby Yoda to be broken up by any means. But I think at this point, it'd kind of be a disappointment not to get another Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, they. De- I mean, they started with Ahsoka in, in earnest, but they've been teasing, you know, that like a big time Jedi is coming, you know, since since last yeah. week. So, yeah, cool. Any other thoughts on on this? Seven and eight are going to be crazy. Oh man, I and we're not. If we look at ready. how how they did seven and eight for season one, which I mean, people could argue that those were the two best episodes in season one. Yeah, I mean, I think we're in for a treat these next two weeks. I think we're going to see just like an, maybe not an army, but like a lot of dark troopers, a couple dozen dark troopers, which is mm-hmm. like, you know, even one dark trooper would be formidable probably, but like a couple dozen of them against just an army of like, you know, he's building an army right now. The man- Mando is, and yeah. they're going to come, they're going to come like, they're not going to pull any punches. They're going to come full force against the dark trooper and storm stormtroopers and Moff Gideon. Hopefully we'll see the dark, uh, the dark saber, maybe Ahsoka jumps in there and we see a Ahsoka versus Gideon lightsaber battle. I That'd mean, be it, legit. It, it could be, it could be so epic. It's only as epic as they want to make it because they can do whatever they want. So. Or even Mando against Moff Gideon with the Vespar uh, spear. Yeah. That would yeah, be the, legit too. Cause I mean, the, the magistrate versus Sokotano was pretty epic in its old mind from last week. And yeah, if we got that with Mando versus Moff Gideon, I mean, I'd be perfectly happy with that too. I would be pumped to see that. Cool. But I mean, this season has um, like um, after season one, I enjoyed it. Um, wasn't really solely bought into this, but after what we've gotten so far in season two, I definitely have bought in and I absolutely love this show. It's great. Yeah. They're selling a bunch of Disney plus subscriptions in November and December every year is my guess. So people want to watch this stuff live. So cool. Well, I think that's pretty good discussion on that. We'll obviously stay tuned with us. We're going to obviously cover episodes seven and eight over the next couple of weeks. So as you watch those episodes, come back for our coverage and we'll hash it all out and let you know what we read and, you know, kind of learn from the episode and, you know, maybe reveal some stuff that you didn't know about. So uh, definitely tune in uh, the last, uh, for the last next two episodes of this show for Mandalorian coverage. And we'll have Jake probably back on for the finale. So uh, we'll have a three-way, at least a three-way discussion that week. So, and then we'll have Caitlin next week. So she yeah. can bring her great input to this show. And yeah, because I has, said so much. Hopefully, she so, has more positive things to say next week. Only if he gets, only if he gets rescued. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Yep. Don't worry, Caitlin. He's he's coming back. Maybe not in the next episode. 
<laughs> we'll see. So let's it's going to take a while he, just to assemble the team. Let's just hope he stays alive. Because <laughs> then for sure, Caitlin will never She's watch the, the show off. again. If well, they kill him off, I'm done. Well, that's that's the problem. Like, if they kill him off, there's millions of people that are done with the show. They're yeah. not yeah. going to do so that. They, so they better not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people were kind of in for the premise of of Mandalorian, but they were very careful to introduce Grogu in the very first episode of the show because they're like, okay, we have to give people a reason to come back. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone, they know which uh, which side of the bread the bread is buttered on. So, okay. Um, Caitlin, you wanted us to talk about Noel. And this actually came out in, correct me if I'm wrong, this came out last year in 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it was like one of the first things that Disney Plus launched with. Yep. And I, I did not watch it last year. Did you guys see it last year when it came out? Yes, yes. we did. Okay, so and did you watch it again or just remember it from last year? Yeah, we, wa- we watched it again. Okay. We watched it last, last night. night. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm, I'm the dummy in the room that not only didn't watch it last year, I, I watched it for the very first time last night. And, but secondly, I didn't even know that this was like a straight up Christmas movie. <laughs> I, I thought it was like a romantic comedy at Christmas time. I didn't know it's like, no, this is like legit, legitimately about Santa. I, I didn't know that going yeah. into the movie at all. So Yeah. It's good. I like it. Tell us, um, before you, Grant and I weigh, on, weigh in on it, we want to get your thoughts first. What what do you like about the movie? What talk about? You can talk about negatives too if you want, but what, what are some positives for you about this? Um, I like Anna Kendrick, of course. So I'm a big fan of her. So I like that she's in it. I like how it's, like, it's kind of, there's kind of some romance in it, but it's not, like, I wouldn't call it a completely, like, romantic movie. Um, I don't know. I just love Christmas movies in general, so they're, like, my favorite movies. So any movie that's, like, Christmassy, I probably am going to like because I enjoy watching Christmas movies. And um, I just, um, like, the only part that kind of weirds me out about it is the female Santa part. Oh, kind really? Of interesting. Yeah, I just thought, <laughs> okay. I just think it's kind of interesting, like, that they, that's the route they went, but. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of makes sense with the storyline and stuff, but I don't know. I just, overall, I feel like it's a really, like, feel-good movie to watch. Yeah. But. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah. obviously, this, obviously, this is what they're going for, but it is very, very Christmassy, like from beginning to end. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. there's no, no question about it. Like, this is definitely a movie you would pretty much only watch, watch at Christmas time, unless you just, you know, listen to Christmas music all year long. So, yeah, Grant, what are yeah. your, what are your general thoughts? Um, I mean, I definitely like Anna Kendrick. Um, I love the Pitch Perfect movies. Um. And so um, I think Ann Kendrick does a great job and it's not very surprising that we're getting a female Santa cause she's the, she's the leading lady in this one. So it's not very surprising to me that they went that route. Um, but I mean, I thought my, my favorite part is the whole cousin Gabe thing. And um, <laughs> okay. he's just a humorous character. I mean, it's it's a whole modern spin about like Amazon delivering the packages, <laughs> and, Amazon Prime, and then like using a computer program to tell if people are naughty or nice, 
And I mean, it, it's complete. I mean, they're, they're wanting it to apply to the now generation and it's pretty much spot on. Oh yeah. And I mean, Gabe's solution to everything is technology, which I mean, that's pretty much the type of world we live in now where technology can pretty much do anything. So, and I mean, it's really like the first like Christmas movie that we've really gotten that with technology. So, I mean, I'd say cousin Gabe is probably my favorite non main role actor in this movie. Yeah. I want to speak to the technology thing uh, a little bit here. Um, so I, I know you guys probably haven't seen it because mo- most people I've talked to have never seen it, but it is legitimately like a top five Christmas movie for me. We watch it every single year and laugh all the way through it from beginning to end. It never, that movie never gets old for me. And that's Arthur Christmas. Um, it's a, it's a, a British made animated film and it is freaking hilarious. It's, it's animated from beginning to end. And it is about um, mostly elves that Santa's in the movie. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much if just in case you watch it, but um, it, it's a movie that Jordan loves, but it's, it's probably a movie that Jessica and I love even more than Jordan, <laughs> which that t- attests to how great this movie is. But um, we, uh, we, we watch it. We literally never cease to watch it. It's, it's one of our favorite films um, to watch at Christmas time every year, but it is primarily about how the elves are using technology to deliver the presents. So if you enjoyed the, the technology part of this movie, it was, uh, this movie was heavily inspired by Arthur Christmas, which came out in 2011. So, okay. I mean, I've, I've, I've definitely heard of it. I, I yeah. haven't seen it, but I've heard of it for sure. Yeah, not one you can watch on Disney Plus. So I'm not telling you like a, a Disney movie, but uh, yeah. it is de- definitely up there as one of one of the fa- most favorite movies that we watch every year. It's really really great. So um, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. Not on Disney Plus, obviously you'll probably have to rent it. Yeah. But, um, so I didn't mean to c- cut you off. You were probably going to go on to some other things. I just wanted to jump in there about the technology part of it because I, I think it is very unique. Um, there are other movies that have done it, but this movie does it in a live action in a very like realistic kind of way that I've not yeah. seen too much before, if at all. So, yeah. I mean, another thing that I loved uh, about the movie is the thought that Santa can communicate with anyone. And I mean, oh, yeah. that, that is cool. Yeah. I, I think that was well done. I mean, for like, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm a special education teacher. And so, like for her to be able to not only communicate with like sign language and stuff. I thought that was amazingly well done uh, by Disney and they did a really good job in that. And another kind of thing is you don't really ever see in a lot of the classic Dis- or Christmas movies, you don't really see Santa really caring too much about like the adults, but in this one, you definitely get that too, which I think that's cool as well. Yeah, dude. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll kind of give some general thoughts and we'll, I want to jump off of what you were talking about with the, you know, knowing other, uh, other uh, languages and stuff like that. And even sign language, which I thought that was really cool. But um, my general thoughts on the movie are, is this movie is okay. I, I, I like it. I don't love it. Um, there are certainly other Christmas movies that I would watch before this one. Um, 
and I'll kind of, as we talk about that, I'll probably let loose on some of, some of the things that I just think are just okay about the movie. And there's actually a couple of things that are, I think are done right bad, bad in the movie. But um, I will say that as low as some of the lows were in the movie for me, some of the highs in this movie were really high. And one of the biggest ones for me, I'll, I'll go positive here. Um, that that first scene where Noel meets the the deaf uh, girl, she's like a ten year old, eleven year old girl. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I I freaking got chills when I watched that that scene. That that scene hit me hard. Like when all of a sudden she sits down and tries to talk to her, and of course she doesn't quite get it at first. Like her mom's like, "Oh, she can't hear you," and she's like, "I said blah blah blah." <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're like, "No, she's deaf. Like she can't hear you at all." And then she sits down and the the girl starts signing to her. And then all of a sudden she just magically can sign. And she sign, She has this whole conversation in sign language. Of course, it's subtitling it so that we, the audience, can understand what they're saying to each other through sign. And I didn't like cry or anything, but I was definitely like getting worked up emotionally. I was like, this is awesome. And, like yeah. I, I hadn't seen sign, sign language in a movie in a long time. And seeing it in this way where she's like, her mom was like, oh, you know, sign. And she's like, I guess I do. I didn't know that I knew sign. Um, I definitely like, I got chills and I got worked up in that scene. That scene was awesome. So yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I definitely think it was a powerful scene that, I mean, you for sure have never gotten that in a Christmas movie, which hats yeah. off to Disney for being the first one to do that. Um, but yeah, and it, it was a very it, powerful scene. And it, the, the, the language thing, the language barrier thing, which, you know, they have to answer some of the the questions that kids have about Santa. If you're listening to this with kids <laughs> that, that believe in Santa, I, I want to be, be uh, you know, sensitive to that. So like one of the big questions that that kids have about Santa is, is how, how can Santa, you know, speak to Italian kids and African kids and, you know, Spanish speaking kids, like it's because Santa knows all these languages. It's part of the magic of Santa and how they not just explain it, but then it, how it informs the whole dichotomy between her and her brother, Nick, and how he doesn't have any of these abilities and how that's basically proving to the, the Santa's village and the world really that she deserves to be Santa because she's the only mm-hmm. one with these, with these powers basically. Uh-huh. So. But Caitlin, it's pretty much all about Snow Cone, right? I love Snow Cone. <laughs> he's one of my favorites. He's, he's adorable. Nev- he's never not adorable. Like from from yeah. beginning to end, it's like I, I almost like think they underutilize Snow Cone. Like I, I think Snow Cone is like a yeah. big part of the, the kid factor. I feel for like this. he should have like came sooner with her. Like, you know, he eventually like shows yeah. up, but like I feel like he should have been with her like the whole time. Cause he's <laughs> yeah, adorable. He's, he is really adorable. He's the baby Yoda of Noel. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I'm so glad they didn't kill off snow cone in the end. Yeah. That would have ruined the whole Turns movie. into a bloody massacre. <laughs> no, that's, that's fat man. The, the Mel Gibson Ridge Santa movie that came out <laughs> this month, but, um, no, uh, I, I thought it was really cool how you basically got to be Rudolph at the end, so like bringing this mm-hmm. this lay. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he then, finally got his uh, moment. Another another thing that I thought was good is it's kind of a touchy subject, but 
just talking about like how broken families or separated families are during the holidays. Not a lot of Christmas movies like to go there because you want to be happy and everything. But I think they did a good job of that too, to where she's really kind of the whole reason that she's bridging the gap between these two sides of the family. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. I I'm a, I'm a little different from you guys that I, I wasn't, I wasn't, maybe it's just, I'm weird, but like, I wasn't too terribly attached to, to Gabe. I, I thought he was just an okay character. Um, <laughs> he, he's definitely funny in a, in a couple scenes here and there, but um, he also becomes kind of, if there is a villain in this movie, he, he kind of becomes the villain, like mm-hmm. in the sense that there's like, only 2,434 nice kids in the whole world. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that they kept throwing out that number over and over again. Like they really, And they like, kept saying like, my kid isn't getting Christmas presents just because she doesn't brush her teeth or like, it was all these like <laughs> stupid reasons. We just got like, a letter from Santa. <laughs> yeah like every kid it, that, that was a cool that was a funny scene when like every kid in line to, to meet santa was like uh, we all got the same letter from santa <laughs> so um i also liked the ipad gag um i'm a i'm a big apple fan <laughs> but like it, it was uh, a, a pretty funny recurring gag they they probably mentioned the word ipad like seven times in the movie but like how like basically that's all any kid wants for christmas is an ipad so pretty much and an ipad i want my mom to get a job and an ipad (laughs) yeah of course that's just a given um we haven't even talked about like the uh not uh well no i guess i guess i think it was grant maybe you briefly referenced it but like the naughty versus nice thing and i I thought it was cool how obviously gabe's doing it wrong but the (laughs) the part of it that i thought was really cool is how like pretty early on in the movie like from like the cell phone scene where they have to borrow that guy's cell phone like noel has the ability the power to recognize naughty and nice just at a glance mm-hmm. like just so i seen mm-hmm. them and there's that really funny scene very e- even earlier in the movie before she goes to phoenix when she's like showing nick like pictures one at a time and like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this, this sweet little girl and he's like She's definitely on the nice list. He's and she's like, oh no, you don't know that she did this awful thing to her. She grandma. cheated on every math test oh, she's right. ever taken. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they show like the, the the most ridiculous, like evil grin looking kid ever. But he like hel- helped to like rescue a kitty. Yeah, he rescued a cat. A cat. <laughs> so he's actually on the nice list. Um, yeah, I thought that that stuff was pretty clever too. And then, like, even when she's me the kids are meeting Santa at the mall and she <laughs> picks out that like naughty girl who's been bullying and her parents are just like, I thought you and this girl were best friends. <laughs> yeah. Like Julie something. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. She's, she's like, he's like, I know what you did to, Oh, Jenny, to Jenny Stoltz. And yeah. uh, they're like, they're like, what? I thought you, you like Jenny. Um, but um yeah, and I, again, the, and again, that scene with the, the language, like that one kid, um, I had subtitles on, so I explained it this way, but like that one kid walks up and starts speaking Punjabi. And it's like, like who in, who in the world is, I mean, unless you're like from that nation or have like people from that nation in your family, like who in the world is going to be able to understand Punjabi and just speak back? And, and of course, you know, Nick is completely clueless, but she recognizes right away and just talks to him. I thought that was cool. Yeah. 
Um, let's talk about some of the humor in the movie because I, I think there are. It is not for me like a, a continual laugh out loud movie. I when I think of those kind of Christmas movies, I think of Elf um, first and foremost, and I think this movie honestly kind of blatantly rips off of Elf. Uh, quite a bit, like especially in the first half of the movie. Um, and to me, Elf is a funnier movie, but I think there are some funny scenes in the movie. Um, what are what are some of like the, I'm, 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 you know, we've already talked about like a lot of the funny stuff that happens around like main plot points, but just like silly things that happen in the movie. What are, what are some of your favorite scenes? Um, when she uh, tries to pay the detective, Matt. Oh right? yeah, with the, with the chocolate with the, coins. With the, or Jake. With the chocolate gold coins, that's pretty <laughs> humorous. Um, and then, even after that, she wants like real money, but <laughs> the uh, manager of the yeah, mall she's like, "Will you give me one hundred and fifty dollars like, a day?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'll give you one hundred and fifty dollars of merchandise." And then <laughs> Jake's like going through the stuff, and he's like, "Oh, is that the new Madden game?" And she's like, "I think so." And so, I mean, that's just humorous. She's so clueless to like how the real world works. Again, that that stuff is def- all that kind of humor has definitely been done in Elf. Like it, that is essentially the yeah. whole premise of Elf is like yeah. he doesn't know anything about how the real world works. Um, but it's it's female this time. It's Anna Kendrick, which she's always adorable and funny. Um, and so I feel like they get can get away with like basically redoing Elf Elf in this movie, yeah. but. Um, yeah, that same humor I think is present here. And then that's like, probably the, why I like this movie because I love Elf. So yeah. And then like the <laughs> yogurt pants. It's not yoga oh, yeah. pants. Oh it's yeah, yogurt the lady's pants. like, oh yeah, they're like mine, yoga pants, and she's like, yogurt pants. <laughs> and the well, lady's in- just like, never mind. <laughs> well, and she's in the freezer. She's like literally. Yeah. Like when I when I go to the store, I go into the freezer section. No, I'm talking about she's in the freezer section. Like she's inside the freezer itself. And yeah, because she up. kept saying how hot it was. Because <laughs> she's you know she's wearing like winter clothes in Phoenix. So yeah, I liked what, like seeing any Kendrick inside of the freezer. That was pretty funny. Um, another one, and then the, from, the whole. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, uh, one, one of the... I was just going to say, I, I like, left. the whole nut house. Sorry, wait, we're on a delay. Go ahead, man. Uh, I was just going to say, like, the whole, like, when she's in, like, the psychiatric ward, basically, and she's having, like, counseling done. I thought that scene... I mean, it's not meant to be funny, but, I mean, it is pretty humorous. Oh, I thought it was funny. I the The best line in that scene is when she's like, she's like, oh, it's fine, you know, a real counselor would never like because of HIPAA would like never just start like, you know, espousing all the weird things about her other patients. But she, anyway, she does. Yeah. She goes like, she's like, I, I've got someone who thinks he's a tooth fairy. She's like, well, that's ridiculous. I've got someone who thinks that he's blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, that's really stupid. And she's like, I've got someone who thinks that he's frosty the snowman. And she's like, wait, frosty's here. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my gosh, I know him. <laughs> so yeah. My favorite, it's my one of the funniest scenes for me is the the sunblock scene when they're in the <laughs> oh car together. Oh my gosh, when she eats it. Yeah, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. Like, because you think she's going to do something stupid, like, um, like put it, um, you know, under her armpit, you know, do something really ridiculous that someone would never do with sunblock. No, she freaking eats it. Like, she puts it in her mouth and eats it. And it's kind of like, like an, el- an elf when he, like, sprays the perfume in his mouth. Yeah. 
there's there's a lot of comparisons to Elf in, in with this movie, to be honest. But um, I don't know. It's been over a decade since we got Elf, so I think I think it's okay for another movie to do it. Yeah. But yeah, the the uh, sunblock scene I thought was really funny. It is pretty funny. Um, I did like, even though he's, I feel like he's not in it very in the movie very much, but um i think bill Hader does a pretty good job as nick in this movie yeah um it's not maybe not the best bill Hader out there but i think he's certainly been funnier in other movies but he's I really think, dumb yeah i think that's what you know they're going what they're going for in his character is just like a total like like everyone has that person in their family that's just a complete loser that like yeah. just doesn't want to do any make anything of their life and that's this character and i think that's what brings the funny out of it is like everyone knows somebody like this but um dude his his like flair for yoga in this movie i i laughed every time man like um and how like at one point he's she finds him teaching a yoga class and she's being too loud and he's like yoga voice yoga voice and um she blows out the candle in the room and and everyone goes (gasps) goes, he's like that's a big deal in here (laughs) yeah it was funny or then they're on like their retreat and yeah she has to be quiet which she can't and be he's just like you can't be quiet <laughs> leave yeah um yeah so can, can i throw in a negative real quick i don't want to end on a negative so i'm gonna i'm gonna put a, a couple negatives in here and then we'll we'll end on positive stuff but dude i just gotta i have to say this i will like kick myself if i don't say this on this podcast the cgi on the reindeer is bad bad i'm talking like television yeah, look, show bad. they look fake it looks so bad i i thought they looked okay when they were just alone like when you all you're seeing is reindeer against like a generic backdrop but, but yeah that put, like, one scene where they're yeah when they're when they're like feeding the reindeer at the mall it looks terrible scene, yeah yeah it looks really bad um and then speaking of cgi the anytime that they're in the car and the car is driving down the road i i, re- yeah. I literally i felt like i was watching the big bang theory which yeah, they're doing. It looks really fake. They're, they're shooting an episode of The Big Bang Theory for like, you know, th- two million or three million dollars, whatever. I mean, I guess the actors alone are three million, but you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. They're not. They're not shooting an episode of Big Bang Theory on like, you know, movie budgets. They made this movie, and they had to know that the car scenes look terrible. I mean, really, really bad. I felt like I was watching like a 1980s Bond film or something like that. It was so bad. Um. So yeah, I, I, they they didn't spend a whole lot of movie uh, money on this movie, or if they did, it didn't go to the CGI because it's it's like some of the worst stuff I've ever seen in the last ten years. Um, uh, I I do think that the product placement in this movie is a little off putting. Like, I, I I get the iPad thing; it's funny, but then like they mentioned like Amazon and. Um, you know, I don't, it's like, it's not Hulu, it's like some other service, whatever. And then like, they talk about like all these like name brands, um, products, and there's like actual products and like restaurants in the shots and stuff like that. And I was like, that stuff gets a little tired to me. Like, when I feel like the the movie's like one big ad, like from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, Not something that's like offensive to me. It's just, it's just kind of, it seems like lazy um, shooting to me. Um, And I think, um, I, I think, Although the elf type humor is is funny in this movie, I always like chuckle and they go, oh, that that was funny, but it wasn't as funny as Elf. Like I, it like there were mo- moments where I was just like, I'm having a good time with this, but I would be having a better time if I was watching Elf right now. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, 
I think the comparisons to Elf are unfortunate in the sense that this movie isn't on par with it. If, if it was referencing Elf, but then was doing it better or the same as Elf, that'd be one thing, but it's not, it's not as funny to me as, as Elf. So um, that's a, a few negatives out of the way, but. Yeah. Um, um, I think you really, I mean, I think this movie is not amazing. Um, not good. It's, it's okay. Um, I think you just have to know what to expect going in. You're not going to yeah. get the Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, Elf, kind of like those premiere Christmas type movies. You're going to get like, if you like tiered it off, you're going to get like second to third tier Christmas movie, like uh, maybe like Jingle All the Way. I mean, all, yeah. all three of us love Jingle All the Way. But yeah. that's more like what you're going to get. And that's kind of like the expectations you need to have going in. You're not going to get the Home Alone, which Home Alone's kind of on this pedestal, along with Elf, Christmas Vacation. You probably could throw Santa Claus in there, too. Yeah. And so, I mean, I feel like you kind of need to know what you're going to get going in. Caitlin, let me ask you this question because it was one that was kind of coming to mind as I was watching it. Um, and maybe they're not even trying to, to achieve this, but like, do you think this movie will will achieve like Christmas classic? Like we watch this every year. Um, like you guys have watched it two years in a row. Will you continue to watch it every year? Like is, is will this be a part of your normal rotation of Christmas movies? Probably not. I mean, I don't really consider it up there like Grant was saying with like, like Home Alone and those movies that I like, I want to watch every year. I wouldn't say that it's, I mean, I enjoyed watching it again last night, but I wouldn't say it's something I'm going to watch every single year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one that I think Jordan is not, this, this movie's rated G by the way. It's, it's extremely yeah. clean, clean. I think that's one thing, mm-hmm. one positive thing maybe sh- should have led with, but um, as far as like a movie to watch with your kids, this is about yeah. as good as it gets. Like it's, yeah. it is really, really clean. Um, Definitely cleaner than Elf and you know oh, those far. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think if you're gonna watch a movie that's like this, you know, don't watch Elf. Watch this if you're looking for something that's yeah. wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it, it is definitely has that. I, it's one a movie that I don't think Jordan would be compelled to watch. Like it's not. Yeah, she mostly it's watches, not gonna hold her attention. No, I, she, I think it. I think it will in a couple of years when she, yeah. when she gets up to that age, but she doesn't watch a lot of live action right now. It's almost all animated. And although she would like the Santa stuff and the elf stuff, and of course mm-hmm. the reindeer stuff, and you know, she would absolutely love snow cone. I, I don't think that this is going to hold her attention for more than 20 minutes. And so I think we'll hold off on showing it to her, but I could see it being something that she wants to watch maybe even every year yeah. um, through her childhood. So, yeah, but yeah. Um, any other uh, scenes or things that we skipped over that you kind of wanted to make sure we talked about? There's whole characters we haven't talked about, like Polly. I, I don't know Polly. if there's a whole lot to say about her, but she's she's kind of funny. She's interesting. There. Yeah, and her mom. All I all I can think of when I see the mom is um, she's the man because she's in that movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's it's just a... she's just kind of annoying, like her voice and stuff. I don't know. Shirley McLean is who we're talking about. Yeah. She's interesting. Yeah, I think um, 
the, the first half of the movie was slow for me, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I think it really picks up in the second half and there's some really interesting things happening. And I think the dynamic between brother and sister is really fascinating to watch. Um, she mm-hmm. really loves, loves Nick, like really cares about him um, mm-hmm. and wants to see him step up to the plate and own the, the mantle that's being passed to him but then when she realizes that he's not going to do it she's more than happy to step up and take it herself especially since she's qualified and yeah. um i wasn't i wasn't too i'm i'm I, I think i'm mostly with you caitlin it's weird to have like a female santa claus but they they do address it um and it, oh, even poke, poke fun of it there's a, a part where they're like in that like um you know town hall meeting scene or whatever and yeah the like, elder elves <laughs> one of the elder elves goes, uh, Santa's not a girl. And then w- one of the girls in the audience goes, whoa. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> you can't say that in 2020. And, mm-hmm. um, and then like uh, when she's appearing to the kids, like actually delivering presents on Christmas night, there's several kids that are like, wait, you're like, not Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but then like she sees the deaf girl and the, and the girl in sign says, you know, thank you, Santa or whatever it calls her mm-hmm. Santa. And, yeah. and then um, they all call her Santa and then the suit ends up fitting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. How it's really big at the beginning and then it, it fits would, when you fit the role. Yeah. I would watch the, the second. Let, let me put it this way. I would, I would watch the second half of this movie every year. <laughs> I think the second half is actually really, pretty good. I do so. actually really like the like very beginning though. Like when they're little kids, I think it's really cute. Yeah. Like when Santa comes and like, and then they're like, dad. And, and then like the part where she's like, you know, well, what, you know, Nick's going to be Santa, but what am I going to do? You know, I yeah. think it's cute. That whole little first scene. One other scene before we end yeah. this conversation that I forgot about was when Gabe becomes Santa and she goes to like the store and her total is like so expensive and the guy's like, well, you don't get the Kringle discount. It's only for immediate family, not cousins. Not cousins. Yeah. <laughs> not cousins. <laughs> Just like what? Yeah. Yeah. I did think they, uh, they, there's not a lot of Santa's village in the movie, but when it was there, I thought it was pretty clever. Um, the way yeah. that they put everything out. It's, it's a, I think my overall feeling on the movie is it is better than a Hallmark Christmas movie. And oh come not, on, Phil! <laughs> and not not as not as good as what I think will be Christmas classics like yeah. uh, Elf and you know maybe even like I don't know I I think I, I probably like the Santa Claus better than this movie I I don't know I, I'll have to I have to like let it marinate some more in my brain since I literally just watched it last night but um, that's kind of my yeah I think it I think it kind of just falls like we've done quite a few movies now and this first year of this podcast and i i'd say this movie pretty much falls like right in the middle um it's not as good as like the mulan's avengers endgame the you know what type movies i'm talking about and it's not as bad as the rocketeer mr magoo stuff like that oh those those are so good I, i feel like you just put like square pretty much in the middle yeah it's a mid-budget film. I I, I don't yeah. I don't know that it's even trying to be those you know huge budget type things. Um, I mean, this was you know we mentioned it at the top of the discussion, but this was a launch Disney Plus thing. Like yeah, when you it's first only got, ever been on Disney Plus. So 
yeah, it went straight to Disney Plus and it was available when the, the service first launched when they didn't know how much money they were going to be bringing in. They didn't want to put a lot of money into this. And so yeah. I think for, for what it, for what it was always going to be, I, I think it's, it's good. Like I, I think they did a good job with the budget that they had. So, yeah. And, and, and Kendrick, Kendrick is just always magical on screen, but she, I think she's yeah. exceptional in this movie. Another movie that it kind of reminds me of is like enchanted kind of like when yeah. she's like, doing the ah try to call like <laughs> snow cone and stuff like there were some parts of it you know and like an enchanted they go to the real world and stuff you know so it kind of reminded me of that too in some parts yeah yeah she she's uh she's one of my favorites um i i just i really like her a lot so which is good because she's like she but this is a anna kendrick movie like <laughs> there are not many other characters in this film and so um she she's on screen yeah, almost e- every like, single scene yeah she's like the whole movie pretty much yeah which i guess the movie is called noel but yeah yeah so true good point cool well we are not done talking about christmas movies we're going to be back next week talking about let me i wrote this title down so i can make sure i get it all the words in there there's a Uh, lot of words high school musical the musical the holiday special can we put any more words there's already eight words in there can we put any more in there please the series Um, (laughs) <laughs> the series the musical the holiday special um so um caitlin am i going to be i mean what's your prediction it, it's not out yet right is it coming out this week no i think okay. it comes out friday right yeah okay so well it'll come out right before we record um am i going to be is your prediction that i'm going to be lost having never seen a single episode of high school musical the musical the series i don't really know what to expect like is it just going to be like a normal holiday sing-along where they all just like take turns singing songs or is there actually going to be like a storyline like i don't really know what it's going to be like honestly so my that's a great question my guess is you probably i I have no idea i'm the least uh, you know eligible person to talk about this probably in the room but um my guess is that you get a little bit of both like is, i think you're gonna have entire scenes of them just singing carols but then yeah. probably a little bit a little bit of a story as well there is somewhere. a soundtrack that's out so i which uh-huh. i think we listen we i think we listened to it a little bit didn't we grant yeah some of it it's on spotify there's like a soundtrack out so you can like listen to that to kind of get a preview i guess of what you're gonna hear but i know we're get, going to get a sneak peek of season two i read that okay. and that's uh for sure that when's that supposed to come out i don't know but i know you're supposed to get a sneak peek of season two cool well i i mean i say that i haven't even seen season one but um for people who are fans that's cool um, that there are a lot of songs in this. I'm looking it up right now. There are a lot of songs in the soundtrack. Yeah, like like a lot. Um, one of my favorite, uh, not as popular Christmas songs, but I, as far as ones that are like you know third tier Christmas songs that I really like. Um, that's on the soundtrack is uh, "What Are You Doing New Year's Eve?" Um, is in the is going to be in the holiday special. So I'm excited about that. Cool. I don't think I know that one. Uh, I would sing it, but this isn't a a singing podcast. <laughs> Plus, I, on, only know part I only know part of it. But yeah, it's uh, This Christmas, uh, Feliz Navidad, the, ha- the Hanukkah medley. Interesting. Last Christmas, White Christmas. Of course, you got to get that in there. Uh, Little Saint Little Nick. Little Saint Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe a couple originals. There's one called Believe. Yeah. One called River. Yeah, there's some I haven't heard of. Something in the Air. Yeah. So That's Christmas to Me is another one. Um, that's one. That's a classic isn't it that's good no maybe not i don't know if i know that one uh christmas baby please come home is obviously one people know so maybe uh, 
half and half. You know, you'll recognize some half of them and the other half you won't. Another one called yeah. The Perfect Gift that I think is new. So cool. Well, we will talk about that next week. Um, we're going to obviously cover Mandalorian season two, episode seven. We're almost to the end. And, um, and then of course, High School Musical, the musical, the holiday special, the world's longest title for yeah. anything. And, um, and then, yeah. And then we're only two weeks away from now the week after that, it will, that entire episode, the, the finale episode of Mandalorian will be the only thing we talk about that day. So, uh, in two weeks, uh, no Christmas, Phil. How could yep. you? No Christmas. Yep. The week, week before Christmas, we are not talking Christmas. So that's but lame. Then we have, but lame. then we have Soul coming up, which yeah, that's not really a Christmas. It's movie, not Christmas either. But it'll be a good one. Yeah, but I mean, it's what everyone's going to be watching on Christmas Day. So and um, Wonder Woman, but you know that's true. But this is not an HBO Max podcast. So <laughs> well, cool. Uh, thank you. Caitlin, thank you, Grant, for joining me. I think this was a good, good long, good discussion episode of Disney Plus Reviews. We did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening uh, as well. Um, if you're listening to this, we thank you. And we ask you to write into the show. You can do that at Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. We'd love to include you in the show. Let us know what you want us to listen, uh, what, you, what you want to listen to, what you want to hear us talk about. Uh, probably January is going to be the next time we're going to get to any other suggestions because we pretty much have the the rest of the month slated out pretty good. But uh, let us know what you want to hear about in January or send us a review on something that you've heard us talk about or something that you've been watching during Christmas time. It would be great to cover some other Christmas stuff during the series during this month that we don't have time to talk about on this podcast. So let us know about that. Uh, we will see you next week for Mandalorian. And Caitlin will be back next week as well um, to help us talk about that and High School Musical, the musical, the holiday special. We'll talk to you then. Oh, yeah. Can't wait.